All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. So the other, the other day I was sitting down with my wife and we were about to jump into a uh, consulting session. And before we do consulting, um, and, and if I haven't shared this before, we do consulting uh, together as often as we can where we come in as a package. It's her and I. Uh, we, we both went in and started our counseling practice, started this a counselor's journey. Uh, we built um, work as far as building our courses. Uh, we own real estate. So we, we try to just share. We, we, we try to be as honest as we can with you so that you can understand, okay, this is their background. And then you can make that decision and say, okay, is this a good fit for me as far as consulting? So we're sitting down and we're talking and I started to tell her about pace and keeping a pace and how important that is. So, and not like a pace like exercise, even though exercise relates uh, very well, but a pace as far as like your business. And and I shared with her, I said, you know, I think there's so many amazing uh, clinicians that we've met when we've done consulting. And I noticed that sometimes one of the challenges is their pace. Like some of them are just trying to sprint through this marathon. And when they're doing that, they're like really close to the exhaustion period, right? To that burnout period. And they could really crumble the entire business, not because it's not a wonderful business model, but because they're going so fast. Um, and, and this is where she and I are very different, um, which is wonderful because I think it's helped us build so many of our businesses is that, her pace is like the, you know, she's, she's walking. Like if, if we look at exercise, I like to run. She likes to walk. So you can see the differences there. And when we do our business, I may say, hey, um, I want to start this podcast, Counselor's Journey. And before you know it, an hour went by and I've already, it's like if I send her a text saying, hey, I want to start a podcast. An hour goes by and I, I promise you I could probably have like 60 episodes written down. And her pace, right? So she's walking way more. She's when she meets back up later with me, she's like, I'm still processing it. I'm still, I'm still processing it. I'm, I'm thinking on it. Right. So you see those differences and, and we can go on both sides and say, well, that one's not too good. That one's not too good, but it's brought us harmony. It has like, it's allowed us to build a wonderful group clinical practice. It's allowed us to reach success when we built courses it's allowed us to reach success when we bought property. Um, so, you know, just such a blessing there. And, and I wanted to bring this episode in from that conversation because I think that, I think if we don't keep an eye on our pace when it comes to private practice, it could honestly lead to burnout. And, and not just burnout, it could lead to crumbling. We got to be honest, it could lead to destroying your entire business. I just want to throw it out there. Because I've done that to myself. There's times where I've had like something I wanted to do, like create a course I mean, for couples, and I've raced through the whole thing, and it completely flopped. And and this is where like I have to be honest with myself. And then she's she, I mean, she's honest with me about it, and she goes, "Here's what I can see." She goes, "You got this course that you made, and it's for couples." And I say, "Yes, that's right." And she goes, "Now let me ask you something. In this course, is it the same things that you're telling the couples you're working with?" And then she's like, yes. And then she goes, okay, here's where you did not pace yourself. 
right? And then she's just brutally honest, which is wonderful. And she goes, when you work with couples, like as a clinician in the practice, she's like, I can tell you're doing a good job because they keep coming back, right? You're listed as one of the top three marriage counselors in our area. So you're, you're, you obviously know what you're doing. And the couples share wonderful feedback that you're helping them, right? So at that point, I'm blushing. And, and then she goes, you also told me that in the courses, in that course, very similar material, if not, if not the same material is put in there. And if anything, they they, they it's a great deal, right, for the money. So then she's like, okay, we know that you're showing up, the content is consistent. And then she's like, the difference is, though, is your pace. How are you pacing yourself? Because one pace can go so fast that everything, everything else that needs to be slow and processed and integrated and constructive, it's not getting the honest work that it needs. And I was like, babe, are you, are you coaching me right now? Are you giving me some consulting? Do I got to pay you for this? <laughs> um, so, so that's a conversation I wanted to bring to you. And I want you to think about that. And, I'll, and, I, and I'm just being very vulnerable with you there as far as like some behind the scenes conversations. So whenever you look at your pace, what I want you to think about is I want you to look at how are you pacing yourself? Just, just be honest. Start with that. How am I pacing myself? What's my energy like? Zero to 10. 10 being you're full of energy. You've got a great pace. Zero, not so much. And these are some areas I'm going to share with you. There's going to be pivotal areas, keys to help you pace yourself so that you don't burn out. The first one is really focused on identifying your utilization of your delegation system. So whenever, whenever we pace ourselves, we have to have that conversation of what's everything that I'm doing. So like if I am looking at myself, let's say with that relationship course, I was doing everything all the way from the marketing to the branding to, to all of it. And, and later, whenever we built our immigration courses, that one was different. I brought in more professionals. I brought in more individuals to do work. And it was a night and day difference as far as how it helped people. And the cash flow coming in and the impact that it's had on the community because of the shift in pace. Because when we go too fast, we start to burn out. When we start to burn out, our energy is low. And when our energy is low, we're not showing up everywhere we need to show up. We're not making the best decisions and we're not in our genius, right? We're not in that genius zone. Genius uh, genius zone. Man, I got to get that out well. That's simply your space where you thrive, like your number one space where you're able to say, man, if I'm in that space, I'm kicking butt. Next thing that I want you to look at when it comes to um, this pace is being able to identify when you are working, how are you feeling? Because that's part of the question too. So when you're working with your clients and you plug in what that X is, so X can stand, man, if I can pronounce it right. X can stand for whatever item or task you're doing. How are you feeling? So if you're calling patients back, if you're scheduling, calling insurance, if you're doing your notes, all of those variables, how are you feeling? And when you find out how you're feeling, it's going to give you a lot of feedback. You're going to be able to identify, is that adding to my burnout? Am I, am I going too fast in this? And I'll give you an example of this because it, it relates to a lot of uh, the different categories. One could be where you are doing your notes, 
And, and maybe what you do is you try to just jam them all into one. And you notice every time you finish, you're pretty exhausted. And you've done this for a while and you're more and more exhausted. You're, you're probably now exhausted to the point that if somebody says, hey, do you like doing notes? And you just want to, mm. you know, you, you don't even want to answer that question. That's how upset it makes you. And then you got somebody else across town, another counselor, and that counselor's got a little system. They're pacing themselves. So they do a session and they got a 20 minute break. In that 20 minute, they do their notes. And they have another 10 minutes where they stretch, refill their coffee. And then they do the next session. And their sessions are at about $20 to $30 higher than your sessions. So even though they're seeing less people, they're still making the same amount of money and they're getting that break. But now, they got, they're, now they're pacing themselves. So just sit on that for a little bit. A little, a little bit. We'll, we'll pause, we'll sit on it, we'll really think about, man, what would life be like if I did something like that? Next place I want you to look at, this is the final one when it comes to pacing yourself, is... Being able to identify who you're working with, and if, if that's quote unquote your ideal client, like is that where you can show, is that is that where you can show up as, as your best therapist? And and here's where I think sometimes we skip this question because we may not fully understand what this pace have to do with who we work with, and it has a, it has a lot to do with who you work with because you may notice that if you work with a variety of clients, you may find yourself going and researching how to help kids with anxiety, then you're jumping to how to support co-parents who are about to get divorced. And then you're jumping to research that has to do with trauma. And then you're trying to figure out if you need to get an EMDR training for trauma. And then after that, you're working with someone on the, um, maybe on the autism spectrum, right? And, and it's, just, it's just going and going and going. And you're racing through this, right? You got these eight clients you're seeing during the day, but you're racing from research to research, trying to figure out how to cram all of that in there as exhausting you and two of those people you really wanted to work with and the two that you wanted to work with you didn't have to go do any other research right the two that the two that you wanted to work with you didn't have to go do any other research it just felt it felt like a genuine it felt like a it's just something natural took place in there you tapped into something you tapped into maybe past ceus that you've done past courses you took past personal professional life experiences and you see their success every session. You see growth take place, healing. There's a lot of clinicians that my wife and I will meet there in consulting where we bring that up and we, and we ask. We say, okay, I want you to tell me how many people you're working with. And then we write that number down, 20, we'll say. And then we go, how many people are you seeing each, each day? And they go, maybe four. Four, day, four people, five days a week. So, okay. And those four people, how many of them are you really excited about? And then they tell us, and then we go, okay, how many of those people, not only are you excited about, but you are the best therapist for them? And then they answer that a bit different. And they go, well, you know, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a great relationship therapist. So for, these, for this one here on Monday, I feel like I'm, a be- I'm the best relationship. And then after that, I've got a kid, and then I've got a couple that's divorcing, and I'm helping them through that. Um, and it's not bad, but I wouldn't say I'm the best therapist for it. And how much work are you spending to, you know, catch up and, and learn what you need to learn? And they're like, well, a lot. You know, before those sessions, I'm researching like the whole custody agreement and, and what does the therapist do during that? And what's the subpoena? And, and then I'm, you know, I'm running to go read this and I'm writing all these notes down for it. And are you doing that for the couple? No, I'm not doing any of that for that. How do you plan for that? And they're like, well, I've, I've been working with couples for years, so I have a whole binder set up. I've got everything organized. 
and, and I've been through a lot in my life. You know, my own experiences, my own relationships, classes from graduate school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then we, we bring up that conversation of pacing and, and we go, okay, I want you to think about something. I want you to think about if you could work with those clients that you say are your best clients compared to you're scrambling and having a whole scrambled eggs of your best ones with a bunch of other ones, which one of those lifestyles is a better pace for you? And you can think about them like a race. You're about to run a 5K. Which 5K would you rather run? And just about everyone, I think I've met anyone said the other one, say the first one, the one, with the, the one that they could be the best therapist. So that's what I want you to walk away with. I want you to think about that. As you're looking at building your practice and taking it to the next level, know that a counselor's journey is here for you. There's courses that my wife and I have built all the way from helping you build a six-figure practice. And they're self-led. So you jump in there, you do the work. There's lots and lots of action-oriented content. You know, a content that you're going to read, but it's also going to, hey, roll up those sleeves, do the work. But we're going to show you exactly how to do the work. There's courses on there to go into taking that psychology today, leveling it up so you're getting your money's worth. There's courses that help you build referrals so that you have a strong network that's bringing in that caseload into your practice consistently. And then if you're looking at direct work, you want to do consulting, that's something that my wife and I offer together. So we'll sit down with you as a pair, right? As, as a husband and wife, and we share questions that you may have. If you want to know our story? We're happy to share our story with you. But we're here to support you level up. Whether that be that you want to go from a solo to a group practice, you want to look at building courses and products, side hustle incomes, all areas that we've done and we're more than happy to help you with. Check out counselorsjourney.com. My friends, before you head off, you know it. I want you to get on there. I want you to look at those reviews and I want you to help me. And I get it super direct, but I share with you when it comes to these podcasts, the number one way for it to continue to grow, to be in the ears of more and more mental health professionals is simply that, is going in there, giving us the positive feedback and sharing what you're learning from the podcast. That's a kindness that I would love. My, the goal that I have my wife and I have for a counselor's journey to private practice is to continue to let it be a platform of love and support for mental health professionals. And, and we can do that by showing up here and being the voice to it. But we, we honestly do need your help. And, and your help comes in that wave of writing that review, giving us some positive feedback. And then that helps the whole platform itself. It then starts to build it so that other people have an easier time finding it. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of a Counselor's Journey community. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.